What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Yes, and welcome into another edition of the Ballsy Podcast. I'm Sean Bass of Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket, in studio today with Evan Grant, the beat writer of the Texas Rangers, also Kevin Sherrington and Barry Horn of the Morning News. We are here to talk about your Texas Rangers, who, as we record this, are three games under 500, three and a half games back of a playoff spot, and after an up-and-down road trip where they went 5-5, five and five, including getting swept in Baltimore, they sweep the Tampa Bay Rays over the weekend, and we're all left in the middle of trying to figure out what this club is, a buyer or a seller. And uh, I'm honored to talk to you every week when we do this, Evan, but I'm especially happy to talk to you today in this magical time of Did Evan year. write your script? I don't write scripts, sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is all off honored, the top of the noggin. I'm honored to talk to you. Uh, we have to make our our star feel welcome. I mean, you go right ahead. Chuck. Hey, see, you know, <laughs> we have to have the green M and M's in the green room, and nice things to say when we start the show. Uh, Evan has never been so happy. Look at a smile. <laughs> I wish I, had, I, w- I wish we we, we were on uh, ESPN two also, He's so people could see his glowing like a pregnant woman. Yeah. Well, Evan, <laughs> the question: Evan, are you pregnant? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> the question on everyone's mind is you, Darvish. And, okay. He just looks like he's pregnant. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes the lowest hanging fruit doesn't need to be picked. I, I, right, I, 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 saw, right. I saw that softball. And oh, did, my gosh. Now he's pulled out, <laughs> he's pulled out the melon. Oh, my oh God. God. Oh, that's a hairy tummy. All right, so you, we get varying reports, whether Texas is talking to the Dodgers or the Cubs, and even scribes today are saying that Texas might be in sell mode, yet you're getting other reports by big national scribes and people like yourself and TR saying, no, the Rangers are probably going to keep you, Darvish, and see what happens this winter. Is this a front office that traditionally keeps things so sealed up that it's just guesswork from everybody? No. I think they've been pretty transparent, all things considered, this year. And I think that the, their perspective has not genuine changed dramatically mm-hmm. over the last 10 days they have been in a position to listen to offers i think that they have communicated more to clubs that hey if you want to start talking about some of our veteran players we're in more of a listen mode uh, i think that uh, on darvish the perspective has been we were going to wait and see what happened at the beginning of this week and don't expect that that market will heat up until the end of the week. I would think that the most likely suitors for you, Darvish, I think the Rangers definitely uh, have their eyes on the Dodgers. Um, I think the Dodgers have interest in you, Darvish. Uh, the Rangers went and scouted Alex Verdugo. Um, they, they are going to, I expect, scout. Tell them who the, Alex Verdugo is. He's a center field, a center field don't prospect, don't top fifty him. level prospect, yeah. and 
I, I know that there's going to be a large segment of fans say, well, they got to get pitching, they got to get pitching, they got to get pitching. Walker yeah, Bueller. well, they also have to get a center fielder, and 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 a center fielder is important, and and it's a a cornerstone type position. And if they can get Verdugo, and he's a he, he is a an above average defensive player that they feel, uh, that's also a good place to start with with, with the package. Uh, the other teams that I would think that would be involved and interested in Darvish would potentially be Houston and potentially the Washington Nationals, particularly with Strasburg out. Uh, And and I think also when you look at all three of those teams, there is nothing to push those teams based on the standings to say, well, we have to get Darvish today. The only thing that would change that would be if a team like the Yankees, which is fighting for a playoff spot, were to come in and say – we want to get at. We want to get aggressive. Okay, but where are they in their organization as far as their farm and their depth of talent to put together a package that would make sense for Texas compared to what LA could offer, whether it be Bueller or Verdugo or whoever? I, I think I think that the Dodgers stand out in my mind as the most desired trade partner. Um, I think that with Verdugo in uh, AAA and Jock Peterson in the big leagues. They've got a young center fielder, you know, it always who, who could potentially basically block Verdugo in some regards. They might not get Walker Bueller, but there are. Tell them who Walker Bueller is. <laughs> he's right. He's a, he's a he's he's Kevin. You're a right. top pitching prospect. Not everybody's nerds like us. That's gotta, true. He's he's a top pitching prospect in the Dodgers organization. He's not Julio Urias, but he is he is one of their top pitching prospects. Tell us who Julio Urias is. <laughs> their top pitching prospect, you idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Um I, I, I and and so I think that, you know, when you look back at the and when you look back at the Dodgers organization and you look at their top thirty lists, and I haven't seen any of these minor leaguers and and fans by and large haven't seen any of these guys and we're all going off of prospect rankings. The Dodgers do have a number of prospect pitchers in the middle of their top thirty who would be nice second pieces. And I think there would still be a third piece involved, but you're talking about one guy who's ready for the major leagues one guy who's probably got a really good shot at helping you, and a third prospect who could be a real hit-or-miss type guy. I think that's 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 the ideal situation for the for the Rangers, and I, I think that the Dodgers very possibly will make that offer, but I don't think that that offer comes until this weekend. I think Wednesday night at the ballpark for mm-hmm. Darvish's start against the Miami Marlins, it is going to be packed with, with scouts. Uh, it wasn't a very high-level gathering of scouts at the game in Tampa Bay on Friday night. But I do think you will see some bigger hitters in terms of the evaluators that come in and who are more trusted by their GMs in terms of these special acquisitions. And uh, I, I think that uh, – I, I think we've gotten to the point, you know, you, you with the Darvish thing and with, with any of these trades, you it's, when you're in this kind of – in between limbo land, you've got one line on a graph that is your playoff chances, and you've got another line on your graph that is what's the return. And at some point in time, one of those is going to start pointing in a higher direction than the other. And I think that as we get to this weekend, the return versus the playoff chances is very likely to be the the era that's pointing in the higher direction. I'm curious what everybody has to think about this. Not so much 2017 Texas Rangers, but if they trade him for prospects or they don't re-sign him and the owners don't give a market value offer, what does that mean for the future of this club? 
because you just had the taxpayers in Arlington pony up half a billion dollars to put together yeah. an air-conditioned stadium. You have a, a, a weird roster with some some veterans like Cole Hamels and Adrian Beltre, yet you have a, a somewhat unproven young nucleus. What message does it send that room and the fan base if you, A, trade him now, or B, don't re-sign him this winter? I think it's, it's, it's a terrible message to send to the, to the people who you're asking to pony up the money uh, for, for the new stadium. Uh, first of all, who is going to pitch for the? I want to know what the rotation will look like. And that's next. what I keep coming back to myself. You know, uh, Cashner is Cashner going to be back? That's a that's a fifty fifty coin coin flip on that. And and I mean that's not. I don't think that's a terribly high priority. I left one other team out that I think would be a desirable and intriguing option. Can I guess? Rangers. Yes, Cleveland. No. Okay. <laughs> that, well, that's don't not, do that. But and that's not a bad guess either. And, and, I, and I'm certain that the Indians will have a scout here. But the other option would be the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers, right? Can they get back the, the guys that gave up for Lacroix? Give us Brinson back and yeah. Lulu. We'll take them. because the, the Brewers do have a pretty nice looking center field prospect that the Rangers are very well acquainted with in Lewis Brinson. <laughs> um, I don't think that the Rangers would get back everything that they gave Milwaukee uh, in the trade last year. But I also know that the Brewers right now are without a catcher in Stephen Vogt. Mm. He's out for a month. They could use a catcher. I think they have some familiarity with Jonathan Lucroy. Sure. Um, and, and you certainly could. He'll start framing well again when he goes back to Miller <laughs> Park, right? You could certainly talk to them about sure, one of those pal. bullpen arms that they had in, in, in Jeremy Jeffress. And maybe that does get you a deal done where you get back, say, Brinson and Ortiz. But I, I just well, think that's an intriguing possibility. I don't know that that's how realistic that so would be. Let's, let's get back to something. Uh Take both 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 your points. What if the Astros make the best offer for you, Darvish? I don't think John Daniels would hesitate to make that deal, um, but it, it it's truly got to be the best offer. And wh- what that is in terms of, of a pitcher and a position player, I'm not entirely sure where the Astros are concerned. And I I, I do think that you know Jeff Jeff Luno last year had an opportunity to go for things and, and held off on, on a big deal. And I think that the Astros paid a prize last year. They didn't make the playoffs. He addressed that this winter. But I think what I've seen with Luno is a guy who hoards prospects, who really values prospects. And I think it's going to be difficult for him to say, all right, I will trade some of these guys that I value so, so highly. On a rental. For a rental yeah. to my arch rival in my division. That's, that's because the I don't think the Astros will end up keeping Darvish pass this year. I think that if he goes to the Dodgers, the Dodgers might have a chance of keeping Darvish. Pass. I think he'd have a great. To me, that's the question about all this because I don't have a good feel for this Rangers team. I haven't had a good feel for it all year long. They they win a few games, they lose a few games. There's nothing to give you any long term uh, optimism. About There's no sequential no. offense right now, Correct. which is just killing the whole well, thing. Well, it's, it's it's if it's not one thing, it's the next. There's always something the matter with this team, and uh, and so I don't have uh, even if they could make the playoffs, how far are they going to go? So the, the question is, if you to me, you trade Darvish. The only thing I would, I would interject one one sentence the on that. Flag. Playoffs are always a coin flip. Well, they are, they're they, a crapshoot. They're a complete crapshoot. Well, but it, but it's interesting. The Rangers are are basing their playoff hopes on their playoff failures of the last couple of seasons, when they went in last year, when they went in and lost to the wild card team. Right. So, I, so I will going, say we, this. So they're saying we could be the wild card team this year. It's kind of an interesting. Philosophy. Kansas City I will was say this a few from, years ago. From my perspective, you know, if you you do have some attractive starting pitching options for a playoff series, if you're the Rangers, but. 
The bullpen has been an issue all year. Mm-hmm. And if your offense is so home run reliant, Man. <laughs> I don't know that it you're going to win any close games in the playoffs. And, and, you're and I think that personally, I think that, you know, that's got to enter into John Daniels into John John Daniels formula here. So 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 given all that mm-hmm. um the, to me the question is would Darvish come back? Would would he consider if he were traded would Kevin, he consider Kevin I back here's, here? here's the thing. I think we've you know John Daniels has said publicly we'd like to have you Darvish back. You Darvish has said he likes it here. Um I'm saying if he were traded would he come back? Right. I, and and I know what you're saying, but my my perspective here is I've seen no evidence that the Rangers have in any way made any kind of offer, done anything substantive to say we do want you back other than say that publicly, which is the obvious thing to say. And this isn't the Yankees like trading Araldis Chapman to the Cubs and probably having an agreement already in place to sign him the next winter. If he gets a taste of another market and postseason success, I can't imagine him coming back. Let me just say this. I think if the Rangers offered him the – the most money, he'd come back. Okay. And let me say this. But can they? Let me no. say all, this all Can time. they? Yes. Will they? No. All right. If you're talking about you, Darvish, and my, I think my proposal early in the year was six years at $155 million, which was like 26 a year, right? Or five years, something like that. Basically a $26 million a year average. And I don't think they'd be willing to go that high. Um, no, I don't think they would either. And I also think that when you look at these deals, what is going to play a big role in John Daniels' thought process is name the mega, mega pitching deal that pays long-term dividends. They're the worst deals you can make. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you're basically, you'd be pay, you'd be inflating the payroll greatly, hoping for one or two more years of real success. The one thing that I do lean to on this is because Darvish had such a different pitching style in Japan and because he has wrestled so much with learning the fast the fastball heavy thing here and not going back to being a breaking ball pitcher and he, I've seen incremental improvement and then a step back incremental improvement a step back because he is such a freak when it comes to working out because he is um, as studious a guy as I've been around um, I, I do think there's reason to think he could be an outlier but that's a big risk to take on a guy that you're theorizing could be an outlier. So I get John Daniels' perspective here. And the other part of it is the reality is that even if you get if you bring Darvish back, okay, if you bring Darvish and Hamels back, you still have two other spots in the rotation that are free agents. You still don't have a center fielder. You still don't have a uh, well, I I mean, you could say that Joey Gallo is your first baseman next year. Mm-hmm. You're 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 with a catcher in Robinson Trinos next year, who is a nice, above average, extended backup. Who's but I fragile. don't think he's a hundred and ten game catcher, a hundred and fifteen game catcher. So you've got to go out and at least get another guy like that to pair up with him, which is a difficult thing to do. And then you've got to rebuild a bullpen. So. There's a lot of people. You're leaving out Adrian Beltre, who he's having a great year and he's doing terrific, but we were all waiting for that time when he finally hits the wall. I, I think that no matter what the situation is performance wise for Adrian Beltre, last year being the final year of his contract, you will get production out of him, whether it is 25 home runs or whether it is helping to create a great environment in that clubhouse. I think that you'll get some kind of production. But let's take the baseball and club building uh, future aspect out of this. Let's look at it from the business side. 
if you don't re-sign you Darvish mm-hmm. or you plead, hey, you know, we didn't like the dollar amount that he was offered elsewhere or the years elsewhere, what does that say to the fan base and what does that do moving forward before you get to that new ballpark in 2020, 2021, whatever. I, I, is, are we a big market team? Is, I, that's is the, the thing Rangers I keep coming big, back to. Is yes. the Rangers a big market team? They have the sixth highest they? payroll, and you are in a top five media market. There is no excuse to put your hands in your pocket and kick the pebble down the road and go, oh, shucks, we just lost to Chicago or New York or L.A. or whoever. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. But I also, I also look at the aspect of the number of holes that they have to fill. And the chances of being able to fill all those holes properly, what that would do to the payroll, which would push you close to the threshold for taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the right, we are getting to a point where the right move for the long-term success of the club is to try and maximize Darvish's value. The, the right move for the long-term success of the club is to maximize Darvish's value. But what does that do for butts in the seats in the next two years and heading into the brand-new ballpark? Because the owners are probably – they wouldn't, probably care about that a little bit more than some of the baseball stuff. It, wouldn't do, it wouldn't do great for, the, for, for attendance for the next two years, but when they open that park in 2020, yeah, they're the going to have 40,000 people yeah. in, in the But will stadium. it sell out for a whole year or just the first few months when everybody wants to go see it? That's right. the question. And they would expect – and I, any rebuilding process, I think they would feel like by 2020 – you know, if they if you take eighteen and nineteen as growth years, full growth years, you would feel like you're going to be in a position to be a contending team. So if you trade you trade you, you got to you just got to tear it down. Then you got to you got to trade Napoli. You got to trade Lacroix. You have to. Well, you might have to do that. You anyway. try to you try to move Shinsu Chu in the off season to clear up space, and you got to go with a whole luck. youth movement. And look, look what happened to Houston. They oh. lost a hundred games for a number of years, and this year when they're like. 15, 16, 17 games up in the division, they're not selling out that ballpark. The owners are going to look at that and go, man, we could tear down, we could rebuild. They but burned that base. Son of a bitch, when, when, when we're good again, are, are people going to be here for it? Right. They burned that base for a lot of reasons. Yes. So. Well, t- the TV side, too, the really. TV didn't side. Help. The TV but, side. And they, you know, they went to the World Series in 05 and really became a mediocre team from then for, right. an, for a good half dozen years. But let me say this about this the whole thing with the Rangers. And, and I think here was what we get back to is that. Uh, uh, I certainly see the idea that you could, and I've written this that they should they should have signed Darvish. They should have signed him before the season started. I agree, uh, uh, but uh, I, I get what they're saying about contracts. That this these are the worst contracts you can write, or for these kinds of pitchers. Uh, there's no question about that. Closers and, your, your, your and pitchers point, like this. Your point is excellent on that about they're the worst contracts that you can sign, and Sean's point is also excellent that when you're a big market club. You have to be willing to take on some of. But that's those that's deals. the point that I'm trying to make here is that if if John had gotten all his ducks in a row, if everything had worked out the way it should have worked out, he could have made this gamble with Hugh Darvish. If he had not signed Shinsu Chu to the to a crazy contract, if he had not obtained Prince Fielder for another crazy contract, if he had not made some, because then you're making deals. Let's just go back a little bit, play a little revisionist history here. What if you resign Nelson Cruz for four years, and what was he asking four years? Eight, Eighteen million a year. Uh, it was like a, it was like around eighty million. You could have got him for three for thirty six because he only got eight million from Baltimore. That yeah, year. it was it was ridiculous. Right, and, it's, and, and look what he's, he's got. What seventy five RBIs now? He's, he's been very productive over the course of the time that he left the Rangers. And I think that they let allowed a personal deal. They were mad at, at, at Nelly about that whole thing, and they felt like, and they were listening to people like Keith Law, who said he's no different from Logan Morrison. And and so 
I, I, that, that was a really bad decision. And so you, you put yourself in a bad place because of those deals, and now you don't have guys rising up to fill the spots. They're not working out like they wanted Because you've been to. competitive and well, you've uh, traded so many guys. That's, well, that's, and, that's and, and guys haven't too. panned out. Right. Dirks and Profar didn't pan out. Joey Gallo's kind of panned out. It's, it's just so yeah. early. It's, it's so it, hard it to is, so, It so is hard. early. So let me ask you guys this question. They let you walk. You, they trade you, use gone. There's a, what do they do with the $150 million that they should have paid him, or you think they should have paid him? That is the question, I think. I don't think you have to rush out and spend that. No. Well, so, but yeah. you got to put together you gotta a rotation. Put, you, gotta, you have a rotation. you got to put players on the, on, on the field. You, you, you've got to sp- I think you have to spend that money. But, who, spend, but who are you going to go no, after pitching-wise? Because no, I think Jake I think Arrieta the Astros, and you Darvish I think what the, the Astros two. have proven is that the, the only thing stupid— That won't sell. In, that won't sell. I, I, I don't. I'm not talking about about giving away everything that you've got. I'm talking about you don't go out and spend frivolously just to try and put some butts in the seats. Yeah, then you're just on a treadmill. But you yeah. want to be you want to be competitive though. No, no, you want to be competitive. You don't. You don't. You don't want the Rangers to be to lose 100 games. The, nobody wants the Rangers. To no, lose I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the thing is, you don't want to go out and tie yourself up. That's the whole problem. Is that they got these bad contracts. And uh, well, it, I'm assuming John Daniels go out and find players. You mean is that, is, in, in trades or or uh, or, or, or free agents? agents? The starting or, pitching or, or, market. Do, this did you not have not faith great. in him to do that? No, not with the free agents. Okay, because Darvish is far away the best in, prospect. What I don't agent. have faith in is I think Kevin and I are both on this point. What I don't have faith in is you could have you're going to have three rotation spots open if you if Darvish walks. Right, and if they don't get Otani, if they don't get Shohei Otani, and that's a big, big, big question. Um, the only other option is either to sign guys like Kashner and Ross, who are low-risk, low-dollar, potentially high-reward guys who aren't very sexy names, or to go out and overpay for a starting pitcher. Like Jeremy Hellickson or somebody like that. That doesn't usually pan but, out as a good deal yeah. long-term. But, and the last thing you want to do, if you get to this point where, as you say, and I don't think they'll be able to trade Chew. I just don't think that you'd be able to eat You'd have to money. eat so much money, but, yeah. <laughs> But you're trying to get to the point where you're to the end of that chew contract. You're trying to get to the point where you're the end of, even though it's not a huge uh, encumbrance, it's $6 million a year in dead money that you're, you know, is the Prince Fielder at this point. Why do you add more dead money onto that and more long-term obligations? No, no. You want to get out of all that. Why are you assuming that the the people that John Daniels would trade for or the people who would sign would be because there's nobody better on the, there's going to be nobody better on the market as a starting pitcher than you Darvish. Jake Arrieta is the only one that sort of comes close, and he's taken a big step back this year. But really if you look has. at the rest of the market, I think Jeremy Hellickson might be the third best this year. And we're talking about a guy who f- flamed out in Tampa and has resurrected himself. And, in and not to, okay, and you want to start looking ahead. You know, if you want to look at franchise players, Manny Machado is a free agent after next year. Okay, and the Rangers are going to have a third base opening. Yeah. Um, Clayton Kershaw has an opt-out from the Los Angeles Dodgers after next year if you want to go overpay for a pitch. Bumgarner has one this year, doesn't he? Uh, I think so, but I, I'm, I'm like, guessing he won't take no. it. But, but the, the, uh, my point is, the, and, and Kevin is right, these are bad contracts. Some, some teams have to do it to extend the middle of their window, but when you get to the end of your window of, 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 of and this is the end of the window. And this is, you know, the end of the window. And what the, the most the first part of of opening a new window is divesting yourself of those long term bad contractual obligations that don't give you flexibility. See, I, I get what you're saying here. If, if I get a to me, there is no such thing as a bad one year deal. 
right. or two years, one year with an option. If you can get a guy for that, then that's great. But you don't want to pay Jeremy Halleck in five years. No, no. You know, and that's and that's the that's the problem. And there will be guys. There will be those guys that you know will be available on one year contracts, and you may they may be guys who are nine million dollar pitchers that you may have to pay eleven million dollars to to get. But that's a two million dollar obligation yeah. that you're done with after one year. Right. And you may be able to trade that guy at, at, in the middle of the season, recoup a little bit of that money, whatever. The you problem know? is with Cashner, he's actually chewing up innings and is okay. He got $10 million this year. Right. What's he going to demand on the open market? Some club might go, God, we're so desperate for middle or back into the rotation pitching. Right. Here's a three-year deal. Right. You, you want Texas doing that? I don't. I don't and I don't think the Rangers – I also don't think the Rangers are – unless they feel, again, like they have four really good pieces or three really good pieces at the, at the front of their rotation, I don't see them paying – Long-term deals to back of the rotation pitchers. That's where that's where you break guys in. Oh, absolutely. That's where you get those guys on one-year deals. Or you, and, you or and, you take your guys. You know that's that's to me. And Andrew Cashner and Tyson five. Ross were out there this year. There's another Andrew Cashner and another Tyson Ross out sure. there to be had this winter. Yeah. All right. Let's say that the let's say that the the Rangers go all in here and do what you talk about. You get rid of Mike Napoli. You get rid of uh, Luke Roy. You get rid of Darvish. Let's say you do all that. Okay. And and but let's let's also be. I just want to. The one thing I want to caution everybody on here is, Mike Napoli will bring you back. A fringy prospect. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's okay. Jonathan absolutely. That Lucroy is more than okay. Will bring you back a fringy prospect. Absolutely. Glitch Carlos you. Gomez might might bring you back a fringy prospect, and that's the end of your. Yeah. That's the end of your. I, I, I'm talking about finding. It. Yeah, to me that's fine. There are no illusions about what they're going to be able to get here. The pro, to me the thing is is freeing up money. Uh, and then giving other guys a chance to play. Let's see what they what they do. Of course, that's the problem. But who? Is, there's but nobody who is, who is, who is yeah. to give a chance. There's nobody that, to give a that's chance. That's right. So let, let's say this. Let's say that, that they have divested themselves of all these guys in these contracts. What's your lineup? All right. So the question then is, uh, you're so you're assuming uh, we're assuming all of those guys are gone. We're, yeah. Napoli, Luke yeah. Roy, Gomez. Yeah. Okay, so for the remainder of this year, your best option is to still go Chirinos and Brett Nicholas at catcher. Right. Um, and see if Brett Nicholas is a legitimate major league backup. Okay? He's he's intriguing, being a left-handed hitter with some pop. He's 28. He's 28. He's, yeah. he, is, he has made some progress. Okay? You play Joey Gallo at first, or if you feel like Gallo's hamstring is really okay, you play Gallo in left, Mazzara in right, DeShields in center, bring up Ronald Guzman and give him a shot at first base. How's he about? I haven't been following. How's he been doing? He's hitting well. He's he's okay. I mean, I don't know that anybody is telling me that Ronald Guzman is going to be, you know, Chris Bryant or Mike Rizzo, but um, Mike Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo. Um, uh, But he's a guy that you could give a shot to, or you you know you play Gallo at first base and you play Drew Robinson in left field, you know, and 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 you go and play that every day, or Drew Robinson and Ryan Rua in left field every day. Um, I think that's more attractive to me. I'd like to see Drew Robinson play. The, Somebody that Drew, takes walks. He, 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 he can play center field, too. Can let he? me say this. Yeah, some, uh, some. Drew Robinson, the stretch for Drew Robinson right now would be center field and shortstop. And those would be the things that I think you would see him get a little bit of time at as, as the year progresses. The bigger question for me is now, do you bring up Johander Mendez at some point in time and put him into your rotation? He is right now your most advanced pitching prospect. He's had some up moments and some down moments this year. 
I still don't know that I project him as an upper part of the rotation pitcher. But you certainly want to bring him up sooner rather than later. Just get the feet wet? Get the feet September. wet. And, I, I mean, I think you know what you've got in Nick Martinez. You know, Nick Martinez is a back end or, or – At best. Back end at best. Same with A.J. Griffin. Or uh, or bridge guy. You know, I, I think you need to start looking at guys who you think might have middle to upper of the rotation ability. And Mendez is the closest one they've got. Especially Michael Machuel is not even – What's that? Michael Machuelo is not not even, on the radar. Yeah, not on the point. radar. So especially when you're talking about there's goal. talent at the lower levels of the minor league system, and you know Machuelo is a great case of the Rangers have invested in some of these guys who could be all world, but could be also you know disasters just because of the injury issue. But the talents at the lower level, what they need to do in a, if they trade Darvish, what they need to do if they trade Napoli or. Or 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 Lucroy is try and get even for those two guys. Like if you know if you traded Lucroy or Napoli and you got a guy like an Alec Asher or Jared Eikhoff type prospect, a back end of the rotation prospect who's a more advanced level, that's a guy that you could say, okay, now we're going to go out and see if this guy can pitch at the back end of our rotation going forward. And that's what needs to happen here because of just what you said. You need to fill in spots uh, next year, uh, two and maybe even three. And go ahead and find out now. Don't don't go to spring training and think you're going to find a guy then. To me, I I, I mean, you're going to make the final decision then. No, but you, but you have, have to a go good to spring idea. training with a couple yeah. of guys that are fighting for, or that yes. you, at least you're Im, imbuing with the idea that they're going to fight for spots because you know you're going to have an injury somewhere along the way. Yeah. So we talked about the fans and the ownership aspect of trading you or not re-signing them. What's it do to the room? What's it do to the room right now if they're three games under 500 within shouting distance of a playoff spot with a bunch of other mediocre teams sort of lumped up with them in the American League? What does that do to a guy like Beltray or Cole Hamels or I'm, some of the veterans in the room? that says, man, you got rid of our ace and we're right there. I, I don't know how that moves going forward. I've, 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 I've played that discussion out, and I think, you know, from the player's perspective, you're pissed off, and there's no other way to put it. You're pissed off. But from the management perspective, your, your point of view has to be, I gave you two-thirds of the season. Yeah, you didn't, absolutely. You, you did not do anything to justify, and I've had a long history of giving you reinforcements. Absolutely. From oh, yeah. 2009 on forward. Yeah. You haven't justified it. You want to make an argument? Get hot. You just got hot. You had a chance to come home against a losing team, score some runs, win a game. You didn't do it. <sighs> that went against, so, the, against their worst starting pitcher you're going to face in this series, right. Adam Conley, who went seven scoreless last and, night. And so, you know, your point from a management perspective has to be, i got to do what's best for the long-term health of the organization. And if by some chance, and I don't think it would, if by some chance and you did all this this week and on Sunday Adrian Beltre walks into your office and says, I do not want to be here for a rebuild, you pick up the phone, you call the Boston Red Sox or the and Yankees. Say, what would you be willing to give right. me? And if you can then turn Adrian Beltre into the 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 um what he is what he would command on the open market, that's only a boon for your yeah. long term development. As much as it would hurt me to see Adrian Beltre leave this team, much as I could understand how much it would hurt the fans, uh, I, I understand all that. But I also think, given what Beltre has given the club, if he says at this point, I am about to be 39 years old, yeah. don't have much time left, I just got to 3,000 hits, I want a chance to win a championship, I think it behooves you to say, I'm going to try and make that can happen. I, can I flip you on this a minute? What young talent do the Rangers have? They're not going that other teams would want. Young talent that the Rangers. Yeah, you're talking about if 
you know. Uh, they're on the major league roster. Yeah. You mean? On, yeah. On, on, yeah. What, what what young talent do they have that 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 would be? And I'm not saying the Rangers would trade them. I'm just just trying to gauge their. You oh, know, I, I mean, I think they're you know they've got some young players who that, are talented. Yes, but was well, Ruggie Odor? Does, is there a big demand for him around major leagues? There would be interest in him. There would be for, significant for, interest for in him. what kind of return. You'd be selling him. You'd be selling him low right, right. now because he uh, hasn't performed. Right. So that, that's what um, I think right even, now. Even the big, young players. Are, well, I you mean, can, you can do a profile for something decent to a certain club that still covets him somewhat. Yes, Same and I, I, I think, yeah. I think at this point in time, it also behooves you to do that, regardless. Uh, of, you got to trade profile of what the situation is, and I would not wait until the winter. Trade him now. Get a controllable reliever that helps you start going towards the right direction because. It's just not working here for him, and no. it, it just hasn't. And, and, and you know, the, the thing is that, about that in Profar in particular is that, you know, at one time I would have thought he was a better shortstop than Elvis, and, and now, and now I think even even if Profar had reached his potential, what it was, I never thought he was the best prospect in baseball. But even if he'd reached the potential that you thought, I don't think he's as good as Elvis is right now. No, he's not. Well, the the point I was trying to make is, is the young players the Rangers have now. No, those guys, have, that was the part that they were you, talking you know about who, a while ago. Let me tell you, guys me tell you two out. young players that the Rangers have right now that I would bet you would command some interest on the major, on the market. Keone Kellen, okay, and Matt don't, Bush. Say, don't say Matt Bush. Alex Claudio. Alex Claudio, yes. He's controllable for five more years? Yeah, that would a lot and of he, teams would be salivating. And he's a left-handed reliever, and he's proven. And he doesn't walk people. He's proven he's got. He's a remarkable story. He is. Yeah, yeah. I, I I considered him a frisbee uh, frisbee flipper, you know. Yeah. And, and now he's he's turned into this uh, easily the most dependable guy in that bullpen. And and let's face facts that there's never going to be a point where a guy who throws 87 miles an hour, a sidearm left-handed reliever who throws 87, is going to be more valuable to a team than this moment. Because yeah. everybody's looking for lefty help in the bullpen that's contending. Uh, the you, Rangers, if you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to exact Jake the Dinkman highest, on the way. if you wanted to exact the highest possible prospect pa- or prospect package from the Dodgers, one way to do it would be say we give you Darvish and we give you Claudio to to bolster your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Here's, we didn't bring this up. You mentioned Kershaw, but we didn't say this. You know, he's out four to six weeks. I think that kind of you know, as I was discussing something with somebody from the Rangers once, I said something about the fact that. But how you know desperate is someone going to get for a rental? And he said, "Oh, people are always desperate." It's tough to be desperate when you're 11 games up in a division, though, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, but, it, but, but when you're missing it, when you're when you're talking about while I go in the market, and this is why it frustrates fans in this market for the Dodgers, for the Yankees, for the Cubs. When they feel like they want to make go do something, they we're, go. We're, they right. go. They, we're they, have, they have the Neiman's card, and they're going out yeah, and they're shopping. That's correct. And they're bringing home anything. The the Dodgers also have thirty years since their last World Championship. Yeah, right. Since their well, last what do the Rangers series. have since their last World Championship? Uh, uh, th- these we're t- talking about two different no. clubs here. No, we're talking about two different clubs here. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have thirty years since they went to the World Series, and they're a tentpole franchise for the league. Yes. Yeah, but the Rangers should be too. You're, you're, you no, guys, they you're, shouldn't be yes, a tenpole. They shouldn't be a tenpole franchise for the league. The, uh, the no. Dallas Cowboys who, who play across the street for them are they a tenpole? I don't even know what you're talking you about. You can't. Yeah, franchise. absolutely. <laughs> a tentpole franchise is a is is a franchise that basically holds up the tent. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> holds but, like but, a tent. <laughs> the holds up the tent. But 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 you know, I, I wouldn't be so quick to 
to say the Rangers. We're not. We're not. We're not Minneapolis. We're not no. Kansas City. But it's still not Chicago, L.A., New York. Correct. Well, th- 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 we're we're closer the, to that than sure, we are sure. to that. It, way way Barry, more so than there are. There is Boston. There is New York. There is Los Angeles. There is Chicago. St. Louis. And you might make the, well, yeah, and St. Louis. And you might make the argument that San Francisco. San Francisco. That's it. Okay. The rest of the clubs. But you have to bully your way in there. They don't have. They. You can't. Okay. I, I, it's it's not a point that's worth arguing. Oh, because you just <laughs> because you decided it's not worth arguing. It, no, I mean it's, it's it's not a point worth arguing. I know what you're saying. You can have dynastic runs like Oakland did back in the '70s, and they're still not a tentpole franchise. Yes, or the I mean, Pirates. The you only know. way you become small market, small market. The sure. only way you become one of those iconic franchises. Number two team in the market, Oakland. The is St. Louis a small market? Uh, yes. Okay. The only way that you create that iconic franchise yeah. is by being around Thank 100 you. years. Do you agree with me? No, no. It's, yes. it's not by being around 100 years. It, it, it's, it by being, it's by being relative, relevant in the last 20 to and 25 it's, And it's years. how you're branded, too, though. There, there's a lot of you, that. You can, in, but you, get, you brought up Oakland, and I get that point. But that's that was a, a, a short, quick run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be good. And, and Barry's point about the Cowboys is is is, is true. They were they were good, and then they then they were good for decades. You know, and so once once you've put up something for decades, it doesn't matter if you're around in the 30s and the 40s. You know what a market comp is for Texas? It's Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a yes. good market comp for Texas yes. because they were great for market. 20 years. But still, they were great for 20 years, and I still wouldn't How many consider World them. Did a they ten, win? One, but they went. They went 14 years of playoff baseball. That's no, and I mean, you had Hall of Famers littered all over the roster. Atlanta's a great That's a count. different Atlanta's different a great situation. Because what it is is it's a franchise. That is a still a in a newer city. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that kind of iconic place in the league, and the only way you get that is as Kevin said. You know, the NFL was still really in the 1960s was still just now coming into its right into its heyday, and the Cowboys seized on the first three decades of that heyday and television to become right. an iconic franchise. Right. Um, in baseball, you've got teams that have encyclopedic histories, and and families grew up with this. Correct. And it is our summer deal is we are going to this. You know, Correct. they are regional teams. They are all of this, and they have old ballparks that don't need to be torn down. Well before they and, and the the, where, are the where are the ballparks? Where are the ballpark in the city? Yes. Yeah, downtown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's a difference there, Barry. There just is. I know what you're saying. I understand your point. I, I get that, that this team and this market should be a bigger player. But the Rangers also have a top ten, top third of the league payroll, and they have continued to be there. Aren't they sixth right now, I believe? Uh, seventh, I thought. Seventh, but, okay. But the bottom line is they've, they've been there, and sometimes when you're going to rebuild, the most prudent move is not to just throw more money at it. The Yankees tried to do that throughout the 80s, and it did not work for them. Yeah, I, I agree point. with that. I, I think that's that's the thing. The, the point is, is that they're at the end of their window here. It was and, a good window, and, man. Oh, and, I love this window. It was a great window, uh, but it, it's at the end of it now, and it, you're kind of. I think, but it's a, but it, they're but playing. It's, like it's a that. window that was not really embraced by the market. Oh, I just completely disagree. Oh, uh, no. I, I think Ranger baseball is more relevant now than it's ever been. Oh, without a doubt. Even even more so. You guys than are Nolan insiders. Days. I, I disagree. I don't. I, I don't think it's really been. So this hasn't the been market. the high water mark of. It is. It's been the, the high water mark of Ranger baseball, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure where they are in terms of fandom. 
I think they're more of a national team now than they were even back in the Nolan Ryan days. I think they have penetrated the baseball market because of this run. The only other time you can talk about is the late 90s. They are relevant. Yeah. They are relevant. Uh, You want to put your microphone Real quick, Adrian Beltre, we talked about him possibly saying, I want out if if they decide to tear down. Will he have 3,000 hits before Sunday? Yeah, the four hits on Monday night really helped. Will he have seven more hits before the the Marlins are out of town? After going for four for four, he last will night. not. I still, you know, I go to get to bed every night. I get down on my knees and I, I put my little hands in the air, and I pray that he needs one hit going into the game against Felix Hernandez. Oh, that would be great. Man, that'd be it? delicious, wouldn't it? <laughs> which would, would be I? Great. I, I think the last time I checked, if the rotation holds up, the Seattle game, which I think is the thirty first, is Monday the thirty first. Monday is the thirty first. I think the first game of the series, the thirty first, it lines up for. Will Felix you be back by that? Huh? Will you be back by that? No. Well, well, it's the trade deadline. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be stuck in Albany doing trade deadline stuff from up there. Because you'll be at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Will will King Felix Groove one for you? You know, I, 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 or would he plunk him just to (laughs) to do a bit? (laughs) I, 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 to me, it would be. I, I would not ever relish watching a pitcher batter matchup maybe more than that because. Who knows? Well, King it's already Felix, great. King Felix might want, because he loves him so much, he might want to be the guy who gave up his 3,000 tips. Yeah. And then um, he tackles him on the way to first base. I, 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 <laughs> the it, bench is clear. Is that, is that, is that the, the Mike, was it Michael Strahan, Aaron Rodgers scenario? Oh, yeah, when Strahan uh, the sack. got the sack and Favre laid down for him. I Maybe. don't remember that. Is that right? That was the record. Uh, yeah, you looked at me like I was crazy. That was the did, season, yeah. uh, was season clincher for Strahan. Yeah. Kevin, what was your question? I don't think I had one. Oh, I thought you, you could. You want to move your mic back over there? I thought you had a question. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just wanted you to be able to talk. You, you oh, moved okay. it away. What's the vibe in the room right now? That's the real question. In this right? room right here, <laughs> the vibe is really good in here. I like it. I like it. It's, and it's lunch. Tension. There's, there's tension. But it's good tension. <laughs> it's positive tension. All right. Well, next Tuesday, we'll know a whole lot more about the future of the Texas Rangers. And this is going to be a very pivotal week for the season and for the franchise. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, you, the listener out there, enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to. Uh, Kevin and Barry and Evan, I'm Sean. This has been another edition of the Ballsy Podcast. Please listen to our other editions this week as we talk to Tim Brando, the Fox Sports play-by-play man and some college football, and then the voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, the dean was on the show broadcast. this week, and uh, he was interviewed by all of us. So uh, thanks, sure. everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.